He goes, if you marry my dad, that would make you my stepmom. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, well, he goes, can you marry my dad so I can be your stepmom? And I was like, well, that's up to your dad, Bo. And then I text Ross. I was like, I think your son just proposed to me for you. Yo, we're back! (laughs) Cute, babe. Welcome to Pan and Unicorn, the relationship podcast episode number seven. Number seven, numero siete. Yes, you ready? Here we go. You guys, make sure you follow us over on our other social platforms like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Everything is at Pan and Unicorn. I have it all linked down below. Follow us there. We're always updating there. And then also make sure you are signing up for our weekly newsletter that is now rolling out. The newsletter is official. Isn't that amazing? We're going to be doing giveaways in it. So Every week we're going to do giveaways in the newsletter. Legit. We'll give you guys like updates on the new episodes, everything. So you stay up to date so you can actually count on those like, you know, on those notifications because you can't count on them on YouTube. We all know that now. Make sure you guys sign up to the newsletter. And then I know Ross wanted to say something for the guys out there. Gentlemen, we know you're watching. We have gotten our analytics. Yes. And we still do not have a Facebook group member that's a male. So, but we have, I think, what, 66% of our viewers on YouTube are male. So, somehow we have 66% viewers are male. We only have one comment from my boy, Dan Slusky. Yeah. Shouting out, Dan. Dan, <laughs> I love you. Appreciate it. We need more comments from the men. And we need some Facebook members from the men. So, ladies, Mm -hmm. get your boyfriends, get your husbands, get your sons, get the members of the Facebook group. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I need some more men in my life here. Um, So... Yeah. yeah, we'll get get some more men, get some more guys. I'm going to just try every episode. I'm just going to be like, we need more men. Yeah, we're getting it, honey. Don't worry. We're growing. We just started out. We're only on episode seven. You All know? right. So, Let's uh, send anyways. some love. Yes. Uh, maybe send some love to the guys so they know. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go. Be like, hey, check out this podcast. Send some love. Your parents, your friends, your family, your loved ones. Let them know how much you love them, how much they mean to you. Alrighty, I sent some love. I sent some love to she's she's literally my sister too, Annie. Um, I've known her since the day I came home from the hospital. We both grew up on the ranch together, and she's just another older sister to me. What's crazy is like we all we went to the same schools growing up. We even went to the same like we were in the same college town, uh, Santa Barbara, and she is just like an older sister for me. And I was telling Ross about her last weekend because you met her. But she is like the one probably friend, family member that was like really, really there for me through the divorce process last year, like going through everything and getting back out there. We had our girls nights and I love her. I'm going to see her on Saturday night. I can't wait. It's been a while. So yeah, I sent her some love. Nice. Yeah. She's also another single mom too. Nice. Yeah. So we can really relate in that sense. So we love our our girl time. Nice. Mm -hmm. What about you, babe? Uh, I sent love to my boy, Josh McCumber, uh, one of my real good friends. 
Um, just a great, great, solid guy. He lives in Florida, unfortunately. He's kind of one of those guys where if I lived in the same city with him, I'd hang out with him all the time. Mm-hmm. But he's in Florida. I'm here. It's just kind tough. Kind of like a uh, train. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. But he's uh, a good friend. He's a great dad. He's a good husband. Am I going to meet him? So you're going to meet him in Florida. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We're going out to Florida, you guys, after Christmas. So excited. Let's go. Yeah, it'll be fun. So a really quick like, quick recap of last episode. We had our very first guest. Yeah, so- what did you guys think of the first guest? How would we do? I know. She's amazing, you guys. Samantha Mark. Samantha, we love you. Thank yes. you so much. I, we really appreciate having her as our first guest. She did awesome. And it was so great to hear her story, too. There were so many things that I did not know. And she did an awesome job. So you guys definitely go and check that one out and give her a follow across her socials. She's amazing. And she is a true entrepreneur. She's just grinding so hard. And she's she's killing it right now. So definitely go give her a follow. I also I sent my sister mm-hmm. Samantha's oh, yeah. books as a series of six books. Mm-hmm. I sent my sister for her birthday. So I can't wait to hear what you're yeah. I care, I love them. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, supporter. That's amazing. Um, so, today's episode is one that I have actually been really excited to do for a long time because this is something that I really needed when I was thinking of, you know, introducing Ross to we my both kids. Needed. Well, I like what I really did, I was looking for, and I couldn't find much on it. And I was just like, God, I found like articles that would contradict each other. And what it is, it's basically all about blending families, the struggles with blending families, the, you know, the fears that you have with your kids meeting someone new in your life. And I didn't know how the process would go or how you even do the process. And that's why I'm so excited to do this episode. So hopefully we can help other moms, other dads that are in this situation right now. They're like, oh, I don't know what to do. So today we're going to be basically talking about how we went through this process, what worked for us, and just really, you know, being open, vulnerable, like expressing our fears with it too. So we're going to really dive yeah, deep into it. Yeah, and then it. also, as you guys know, so we're doing this podcast to help other people. Mm-hmm. And we've tried to um, kind of reiterate that Madison and I are not the experts. It's just our experience. Yeah. We're going through this blindly, basically. So what we really want is if you're out there and you're watching this, um, please post in mm-hmm. YouTube or in social your experience. If you've you know had experience, whether it was a friend of yours, whether it was a family member of yours, or you yourself blending families, because the hope is that even in six months, a year, six years, people can find this and they can read yeah. the comments, and it gives them advice on what they can do when they're about to you know introduce someone to their children and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're out there and you're listening, you know we really want this to be collaborative, and um, everybody's you know your, the comments have been amazing yeah. on YouTube. They really have. Yeah. We've gotten some unbelievable comments and just really good insight from all of you. So we really appreciate that. Yes, definitely. All right, so we're just going to just jump right in here, you guys, with the questions, the hard questions. So, all right, so my first question to you, babe, is why did you introduce me to your ex-wife before meeting your kids? So again, um, we're not the experts. I didn't really know what to do. But um, a couple weeks, I'd say, I don't know if it's a couple weeks, a month after I moved out, uh, my ex and I met up and we grabbed a drink. And we just kind of talked about, you know, everything. And, um, you know, again, none of us, neither of us really knew what we were doing. Uh, we didn't have a lot of help or advice from other people or friends. 
But one thing I said to her was, you know, I would like before you introduce a guy to the kids, I'd like to meet him and I'll introduce you to any girls that, you know, I'm dating or girl I'm dating before she meets the kids. I think that that's something we should do. Mm-hmm. She agreed. Um and thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And so Did you guys ever talk about a length of time that you would date someone before you introduce them to no. the kids? You guys never discuss like details or anything? No, I mean I, I think Did you ever or also, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> All right. Did what did you have a length of time in your head? No. So um I would say I had no clue. I didn't think it would be for a long time. Mm-hmm. She would make jokes like you're going to get married in like a year or two. And like, you're going to, you know, you're, you're already dating a million girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly had no timeline. I, I, if you would have asked me sitting down there, like when I would be introducing a girl to my kids, I would have said years, um, not months. So that was where my head was at then. But I just felt like, look, I mean, I had no idea where things would go. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding my girlfriend and regarding my ex, but I just felt like it's kind of the right thing to do. Um, I don't really know if anything really changes. Like, I don't, you know, so you met my ex, we went to lunch Mm -hmm. and we sat down and she kind of talked and it was really, I'm sure, scary for you and really scary for her and uncomfortable for her. I'm not necessarily that like anything great came out of it, other than just the respect factor. Yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, a big reason why I wanted you to meet my ex before he met the kids was it's kind of like I he has the right to know who's going to be around his kids. Yeah. And as a mom, like too, like she, like your ex, she has the right to know like, who is this woman that's going to be around my kids? Can I feel comfortable with this? You know, it just gives you a little bit more ease, especially if the person is a good like role model for them, then it it really helps it make it a lot easier. Yeah. And, you know, I guess on the other flip side, um, for all the people out there for going through this, um, if you're going to, like, the one thing that was kind of like, I guess just people are nervous and scared and all that, but her ex didn't really ask me any questions about myself. <laughs> and my ex didn't really ask her too many questions well, about you, herself. You, had, you told her, you're like, ask her questions. And right. Stuff, because and- I felt like, the whole point of meeting was for her to ask you questions yeah. about who you are, your background, your story, your family, like, so mm-hmm. that she felt comfortable. Yeah. And so I was like, ask Madison questions. And then her ex didn't really ask me one question. All he did was talk about himself. And then she, you and him had some fights or disagreements in front of me. So I just sat there like fight. awkward. We had it like a, it was like, what was, it was a disagreement, something, I don't even remember what it was about. Some, yeah. But yeah, so, it was just like, it, it's just interesting. It's just, yeah, but, but yeah, there's that. But I have, I know, like, if I ever, if my ex would have done this for me and I got the chance to meet the person that he's dating, um, I wish I would have been able to meet her beforehand. And I probably, I would have grilled her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you would have grilled her. Yeah. Um, and I, I would have asked questions. I would have wanted to really understand who this person is, who's going to be around my kids. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to do. Yeah. Now, in fairness um, to my ex, um, you know, she's been good to you. Yeah. She sent her um, Madison uh, Instagram message out of nowhere, just mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, 
thanks for being so good to my kids. Yeah. She's a great mom. She's a really good mom and she's got a really good heart. So anyway, so we decided to introduce Mm -hmm. our exes um, to each other before meeting the kids. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm not saying it's it was the greatest thing in the world. It changed much, but I think I think it's I think it's a good thing to start and kind of respectful. Um, definitely, and, and I think from me, I can really I can expand on it because I've experienced it from both different sides. Where I had my ex meet the person I was dating before he met the kids, but I did not get to meet the person that he's dating and moved into the house before I have even met her. And Someone's a little bitter about that. Well, it's kind of not done the right way. <laughs> so I would say it's definitely a lot more respectful. And if you want to have a good co-parenting relationship, you should really do that. All right. Yeah. Next question. Um, so you were dating. Yeah. You were dating. Yeah. And you started dating me. And yes. things started to get a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. And knowing Madison, she's an overthinker and she thinks all the time about everything. So what were your fears knowing that once we started dating, you were going to have to introduce me to the girls? So my fears were honestly like the number one is that what if this doesn't work out? And he's not just dating me then, he's dating my girls. And so my fear was if we break up, it's not just a breakup with me, but it's a breakup that my girls have to go through. And they already went through one where, you know, their dad is around as much as he can be, but he's like, you know, it's just, it's, I just really, I just did not want to do that to them again. So that is one thing that really scared me because, and it still scares me that, you know, the breakup is also with them too. So that was a big fear of mine. So how'd you get over that fear? If people are listening, I would say that every single parent has that fear. Yeah. So how do you tell people listening and and you guys out there, if you've gotten over this fear, this is why we really want you guys to input as well. How did you get over the fear of introducing your new boyfriend, new girlfriend, your current husband or wife to your children? I think it's not even really how I got over the fear. It's how you were with me. You always reassure me. You always, you are just an amazing partner that you're so communicative with me and you're always reassuring me because you know that's what I need. So I think it's it's not that I got myself over this fear, it's that you got me over this fear. You were reassuring to me. You always tell you tell me how much you love me and how you see a future with me and how much you love the girls. Like it's just all that reassurance that you're giving me constantly day after day. That is helped with the fear. I think one thing I'll say specifically in Madison's case is um, because her girls were younger and mm-hmm. and um, Kinsley is very young when and and st- still young, but when I was there, she was under a year. Mm-hmm. It's a little easier for to her, Madison to see how I was with Kinsley because a Kinsley wouldn't remember me if it didn't work out and she can't talk. So um, you could see how I interacted with her and been like, okay, like he's good with kids and he's comfortable and she's taking to him. If you have older kids, it's so like even my kids age eight and yeah. five, it's a little scarier because um, they can talk. Mm-hmm. They speak very freely, yeah. have a lot of opinions. Oh, yes. And um, so I, I think. His uh, kids, you guys, are the most intelligent children I have ever met. 
Like his daughter, who is a five-year-old, has the maturity level understanding of and can articulate like a seven, eight-year-old. She is so they are so bright, both of them, both Max and Bo. So they definitely they ask they, they voice their opinions. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's age dependent as well as yeah. like what your fears would be. Yes. It's like how old are they? How young are they? Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I do think it's a little bit of a different situation. I, you know, we don't have teenagers. Yeah. I'm assuming some of you guys out there have gone through this with teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a little bit of a you know different situation. And uh, but I think for both of us, you know. For me, um, I think I told you, like, I wasn't going to introduce you to the kids, right? Oh, he, like, straight up, we were at our our first lunch date of the year because we didn't see each other for some time because you were traveling. So it was in January. We went to a lunch date at Flower Child. This has been kind of like our place. This is where you've met our exes. <laughs> like, Flower Child in Flower Hill has been our place. Um, so we were sitting down. You know, we haven't seen each other in months. And we're just starting to talk again. We're at lunch. And he goes, he, you told me that you were dating someone that wanted to meet your kids. And you told her, no, that's not going to happen. You looked right at me. You're like, you're not going to meet my kids anytime soon. And I was like go that's totally fine i respect that 100 coming from as a mom i go same thing until you actually know the person's gonna be around yeah so they're the real deal they're the real deal and so so that's like the thing is like you have your fears of when they're going to meet the kids but then you also have your fears after they meet the kids and when you are trying to blend families too like i mean let me talk a little bit about the fears that i like kind of like you help me a lot with it but it's still there and it's like, you know, will this person that I'm with, like, because you guys know when you get married for the first time, you build everything together. You you share finances, you share everything, you share roles of everything. Like, it, you kind of feel like you do have that partner in a sense that you can always fall back on, like financially and all that. So one thing that I like, you know, you get scared about being with someone again, ever getting married again. It's like, are you ever going to feel like you guys are like truly partners in certain areas? Or is it that some areas are going to be separate? Because, you know, you got separate kids. We've got separate careers, separate jobs, everything, separate accounts that we've already built on our own. So it's scary. So, like, you ask yourself, like, will this person be here for my kids' events? Like, is he going to see my kids as his kids? Like, is he going to be there for the parent-teacher conferences, the school performances? You know, is he going to be someone I can depend on for that? Um, are they going to be around if they're sick? Like, you know, are they going to help me out? Like, you know, how you've helped me out with Riley and Kinsley. You came over and you helped me out with both girls so I could film one day. Um, so you wonder if that, or if if I'm sick, like he let me go upstairs and lay down. He goes, go upstairs, lay down. I'll take care of the girls. Like you need to sleep. And also like if you would, you know, care about the kids as like. like yeah, I think, own. look again, like you guys are going through this with us in real time. For all the people out there, and I tell this to Madison all the time, but I, I could be wrong, but I tell Madison all the time, look, for the people out there that have been, had children, gotten married, and have been together for a while, I'm of the opinion that they have blended their lives, their husband and wife, just like if they're originally married, their finances, their roles, their responsibilities, they can lean on each other, and that they treat the other person's children as their own. Now... I could be wrong. That would be like an amazing, but I feel I've like never it's done also it, but like a fantasy. Like is maybe it is a fantasy. For, is I don't know. Happen for everyone. I mean, it might happen for some, but it's like right. that's what's scary. It's like how is it going to feel? I guess for me, I feel like 
if you and I stay together and we eventually live together and you eventually get married, like I will feel like Riley and Kinsley are my own daughters. Mm -hmm. That's just me. I, but I'm assuming most people would, would say that. So if you're out there, please put some comments down. Do you feel like your new second or third husband, wife, um, is your true equal partner like they would have been if you married them the first time? Do you feel like they're a parent or father, you know, mother to your kids and vice versa to their kids? Because, um, you know, we don't have experience with it. But yeah. Madison's biggest fear, and I, I, I'm very um, empathetic to it because her ex had just wasn't around a lot. So a lot of her fear is being with me and getting into a new relationship, and I think for the rest of her life, are, are a lot around me being gone, me not being in town, me not being there for her girls. And she's really, really, really wants someone to be with her at the parent-teacher conferences, at the kids' sporting events, you know, holidays with the kids, you know, Disney with the kids, whatever it is, beach with the kids. Just she wants that family dynamic that's so important to her. And she feels like, even if she loves me and even if we get married, that it won't happen, that it'll never be like if we were originally married and they were originally my own kids. I can't say anything to her other than I think we can make it that way and it will be that way. But until we actually go through all of it, um, I think her fears will be there. Yeah, I think I think a little bit. I mean, your reassurance and just what you do already is already really, really helpful to help me like push those fears aside. But I think like once we actually go through everything and I actually see the actions of when we are at that time and that point in the relationship, then I think, yeah, then my fears will completely vanish. Yeah. And, and look, I, I you know, for we're going to have four kids. I know. I think anybody out there that has four kids from their first marriage probably realizes and, and struggles with how do you spend time with all four and how do you make everybody happy and how do you get to all four kids events? And um, we'll struggle like every other family out there that has, you know, a lot of kids. But yeah, um, I, yeah I, I, I believe my kids will have a very special relationship with Madison and she will think of them as her own. Yes, I do. I love Max and Bo. So, all right. Um, moving on to how did we actually introduce our kids to Madison and I? And again, we did not get help. There was not a podcast. We had no well, idea what we were doing. I'm assuming we made mistakes and did things wrong. I just did what I thought was right. And... For anybody out there that plays sports or coaches sports, um, I coached a lot of sports. I coached a lot of tennis. And I've always kind of coached and kind of done life in maybe a weird way, but basically a progression. My brain kind of works in a progression. So I thought that like for introducing Madison to my kids, I would just take them through a progression. And I kind of wrote down like, what would that progression look like? Um, and for anybody that plays tennis, it's just the same concept, which is like you start here, then you move there, then you hit these shots and you add a second shot, then you add a third <laughs> shot and you just keep progressing until you kind of excel. If you can't do step one, you can't do step two. If you can't get past step two, well, you can't do step three. 
So yeah. that's kind of how my brain worked. And yeah. so what I did was... Um, I just want to note really quickly is that I had no idea that this was in his head on how he was going to introduce his kids. Like I just followed with whatever you wanted to do. I just went, okay, what does he want to do? How does he want me to meet the kids each step? Like you had this all in your head that I didn't even know it was like a plan. Yeah, I, I just figured it would kind of make sense. So mm-hmm. in short... Um, I was like, okay, well, I want Madison to kind of meet my kids on her own without her kids in a public setting. Yeah. So the kids didn't feel, you know, weird at first. They can just kind of get to know her, see that she's my friend. Um, the one thing I will say, and I'll say this throughout this episode is, you know, I have admitted and expressed that I wasn't as forward and as honest um, to my kids when I was moving out. And I regret that. So with this um, and and everything moving forward, and my kids are smart and they're older and they can articulate it, I've been just very blunt and just like, Madison is my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, I've asked them if they knew what a girlfriend was. I asked them if they knew what that meant. Um, And I was, you know, I asked them questions all the time about it. Um, And, you know, now they're starting to use words like stepmom, which I didn't bring up, but (laughs) they brought up stepmom. So I've I've talked to them about what a stepmom is and what that means. That was so sweet in Mexico. Can I tell the story? So Bo was like, he was really, really sweet to me in Mexico. And this was over Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, he goes, he goes, Madison, he goes, um, he goes, if you marry my dad, that would make you my stepmom. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, well, he goes, can you marry my dad so I can be your stepmom? And I was like, well, that's up to your dad, Bo. And then I text Ross. I was like, I think your son just proposed to me for you. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know he knew what a stepmom was at I that know. point. I was just, I was completely thrown off guard on that one. <laughs> obviously, Bo and Max talked about it at some point because mm-hmm. later on in the trip, Max said to me yeah. um, something about, you know, Madison being her stepmom. Mm-hmm. So they're hearing about it somewhere. I don't know if it's school or where, but. They're so sweet. So they're anyway. Um, Aww. So. So my, how, how we got into like introducing the kids. So we yeah. first, I first met the kids at the park behind my house. Yeah. Um, just by myself, and then you started bringing them into my house one at a one time, at a time with so, no kids. Yeah, so what I did was like public, just they met her. Mm-hmm. Then um, they, I think Bo inquisitively was like, where does Madison live and does she have kids? And I explained that, you know, she has two daughters. So then he kept saying like, oh, where does Madison live? I want to see her house. So I took Bo by himself without Max to Madison's house, Mm -hmm. just so he could kind of get a feel for the house, get a feel for where Madison lives, kind of see her filming room, see the girls' room, see pictures. Yeah, Bo (laughs) loves YouTube. Uh, He thinks he's gonna be a YouTube star someday. Mm -hmm. Um, Loves Mr. Beast. So anyway, we, I got him comfortable at the house and I wanted to do that when her kids weren't there, mostly just based off attention, Mm -hmm. like that my, you know, all kids, Riley, you know, even the baby, like they all want attention. They all want to be the center of attention. That's every kid on earth, I believe. And so for Bo, I just wanted him to have kind of that alone time and then not make it too long. It's like, okay, Bo, we only have like an hour. We got to go somewhere else. He got comfortable. Boom. Then he got to tell Max, I got to go to Madison's house. I got to see it. 
So then she was asking, like, she wanted to go. So then mm-hmm. Max came over, no kids, just Madison. She got to see the house. She got to be comfortable. She got to see the studio. She got a ton of makeup. Um, she left Madison's house with, like, a bag full of all sorts of goodies. I don't know. What what was it? It was, like, mirrors and blush. And I let her go through and kind of pick some stuff out for her. That was I, she wanted like red lipstick the other yeah. day too. And I was like, honey, Rico, we're not going to put red lipstick on you for the holiday party. But I gave her some like lip balms and stuff like so that. So for Max, that was like unbelievable, yeah. like highlight. She's a girly girl. She loves makeup. Oh, I know. When we got ready for the holiday party, she came upstairs with me and she was brushing her hair with me. We bolted. I was touching up my makeup. She's like, oh, I want to do blush too. So then she was doing her makeup with me. It was so cute. So I felt like... Mm-hmm. And also, like, I was kind of, like, Madison's really big on, like, reading cues. Yes. So we were just kind of watching. And then I really wasn't pushing Madison on my kids at all. I just kind of waited. And then they were telling their mom about Madison and and the makeup and the gifts. And then they were asking to meet, you know, her kids and and Riley and Kinsley. And then so slowly... It was um, also like when you, this was your approach was slow, but also my approach with them was very slow. I did not want to just like go in full force and be like, I'm replacing mom. Let me do this for you. Let me do this and let me do this. I literally was just letting them do their thing. If they needed help, they could ask me. And then I would kind of like come in, play with them for a little bit. And then I would take a step back. I didn't just go in full force because your kids are older. And I think all kids, they can just really sense that. And I just wanted to just be like more like I'm here as a friend. And then you'll kind of like grow that relationship. So it's also, you want to be careful of your approach too. And if you guys don't know, Madison was a teacher. Mm -hmm. So that's like one of the initial things when I met her, when she was like, yeah, I went to school to be a teacher and I was a teacher. I was like, oh, great. Like she's perfect with kids. She'll understand kids. So obviously Madison, you know, knocked out of the park and the kids loved her and loved, you know, her place. And so, and then just kind of moving forward, then we, I brought Bo over with the girls, but without Max so that his sister and him weren't competing. I brought Max over with the girls without Bo. And then eventually, you know, all four of the kids, you know, we went to the park and they got to play socially, all four of them. And so we just kind of slowly, and it's kind of like, climbing a mountain yeah. where it's like okay now we're gonna do the first event we've ever done with all four kids <laughs> let's see if we can get them all in a car yeah. and like how this is gonna go and do a meal with all four kids oh and- my gosh when we did we did safari park with all four kids yeah. we've done meals with all four like restaurants with yeah. all four kids we've done art shows with all four kids yeah we, we've and 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 what we've done too is like the i'll beach. bring Remember yeah. the beach? That was that was interesting. That was <laughs> um, but so we've done it where we put all four kids in the same car. We've done a lot of them where I've taken my two kids. She's met me with her two kids. That or way, Riley goes with you because right. she wants to go with you. Yeah. Or that way, if someone needs to leave and and you know one kid needs to leave isn't going well. Um, but really, again, I don't necessarily know if everything we did was right, um, but that was kind of where my brain was at and kind of what we did. It was just really slow. Took it, it took a long time. It took many, many months mm-hmm. before all kids, you know, met each other from the time that, yeah. you know, first met the kids. And so- You met my girls early, quicker than we met your kids. Mm-hmm. But I think a big part of that also was I have my girls all the time. So, yeah. and we 
for that that point in the relationship. So it was just, yeah, it was definitely different. I mean, each kid has handled the situation differently. Um, I would say Kinsley has just fallen in love with you, Kinsley. Well, it's it's, it's uh, I, I, look, I love her. I I think it's um, being the baby. Yeah, it's hard for her because she leaves and then comes back, and I leave and I come back. So I'm not. As I'm not a constant in her life, I notice that. So if I spend a bunch of time with Kins one day, or for two days, then the next, second or third day, then she's like all over me, and we're playing. And I notice when I don't haven't seen her for a few days, then she's still a little like, yeah, a little cold at first, and then mm-hmm. warms up to me. Where with Riley, she cannot see me for a week, and it'd be fine. She just jumps right back in. Yeah, it. Riley always. Riley, I would actually you know what I would say. Riley fell in love with you the most. Yes, and because she needed, I, it was like how you said she needed the attention. Yeah, because it was hard. It was me juggling both girls, a baby, and like juggling a baby versus a top like an older kid, like two older kids or a toddler and a baby. It's completely different. It's completely different. Babies need a lot more attention. Um, and yeah, so- first thing I noticed when I f- first met the girls was just how much Riley was looking for a friend, someone to play with at attention. And like, in fairness to Madison, like, I can't even imagine what she was going through with just a baby under one and a divorce and work and a single mom and trying to give an older kid attention oh, who forgot- wants to play who else is in my house? Well, the dogs. The two but, dogs, yeah. which is a lot too. Yeah. You see how much work the dogs are too. But so, so the Riley really was just craving um, someone to play with, and so yeah. in the beginning, she and I did just a ton of hide and seek mm-hmm. and playing Paw Patrol. Yeah, just all different games. I took her to the park all the time yeah. and just tried to give. Madison sometimes. It was her thing that she would always look forward to when you came over was she knew she was going to go to the park. Yeah. And it was hard like when Kinsley was, you know, barely one or even just doing those outings at the park because also Riley was a little bit younger. So I got so scared with her on that huge play structure. So because I was like, I can't go up there with her. I've got a baby right here that yeah. I literally got to be lugging around. And it's just, yeah. So I it, with her, she definitely really fell hard for you and still is head over heels for you riley even like when you're you're not there because you have max or poe and she's like well is ross coming over and she goes where's ross and i was like well he's with max tonight and she's like are they coming over she goes i want to see Bo too yeah so, <laughs> so she's yeah so, so those your riley, kids are doing well yeah. um from it's for my kids um they're older mm-hmm. and so Bo, my son um just always asked to go there and loves Riley and Kinsley. Oh, he, yeah. Bo and Riley, like out of like our kids, the ones that are the closest would be Riley and Bo. Riley is obsessed with Bo. And it's great for both of them because Bo likes to basically be the older brother, mm-hmm. boss her around, and kind of she will follow and do anything he wants. So it's perfect. He's in complete control and she can be silly and play with him. And he has someone that's kind of like younger that kind of just, yeah, let's do this, let's do that. She says, okay. Um, And for Max, my daughter, I think it's a good point, you know, for anybody blending families, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, really be feeling it out, the cues and looking for is that, you know, I went from being with my kids seven days a week to moving out. So now it's three days a week. And, you know, I think for Max, she's articulated it and it makes sense which is i don't get much time with you i want alone time with you 
And she's even said, like, why do I want to spend my dad time with Riley and Kinsley and Madison? Like, I don't get you that often. And so in the beginning, the adjustment was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that she didn't like Madison, not that she didn't love the house, not that she didn't love the makeup, not that she didn't love. She did. And she was always happy there and happy when we left. Yeah. But I think it's something that um, and honestly, it, you know, again, for all of you guys listening, tell us, preach to us, let us know how you do this, because how does Max not get jealous Mm -hmm. of Riley and Kinsley as we grow older? Yeah. That there's two other girls. And when I'm not with Max, I'm with Riley and Kinsley. Mm -hmm. So how is she not going to be jealous? And if I go to Riley's softball game or Kinsley's soccer game and I'm not, you know, with Max on that day and that's Mm -hmm. whatever, then I like, how are we going to manage that? How are we going to work through that? Or if you have Max that day and you have to take Max to the soccer games or something, if there's not, yeah. So it's- And vice versa. Yeah. You know, as Riley and, and Kinsley get older, it's like- hey, you're with us. Like, why do we have to go watch Max? Or why do we have to go watch Bo? Or why do we have to go do something with them? Um, I'm assuming all the families out there that have experienced blended families and kids um, are dealing with it. I would also assume our friends that have four kids that are married and have four kids, they probably have issues with kids feeling like you spend more time with one, you There's, go to more soccer games with one, you go to more whatever sporting events with others, and yeah. you spend more time with this child than that child. I, I noticed I for, noticed it how do you not? one family I know personally, um, that's a fam- like a family member and they have four kids and there's animosity in the middle, the middle one, the middle child has more animosity and more anger. And I think it's because of just like, you know, it's it's how do you give all those kids, every kid, every child time. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to have our alone time with the kids, the one-on-one time. Yeah. And then also we came up with a really good idea about the birthdays now. Because remember how you were doing, like you guys did two birthday parties mm-hmm. for Maxie and that was just overload. But then for Bo, what he got was he got a trip with dad and Ross's parents and he had a weekend with just them. It was just about Bo. And I go, that was the best idea because it gives them their time and yeah. each kid needs that. And I, I think the I thing goes back to just being openly and honest mm-hmm. and communicating really well with the kids. So I picked up Bo the other day on mm-hmm. Thursdays, his dad day. And I said, Bo, do you want to go to your video game place? And I thought he'd be like, yes, he loves this, this place we go play video games at. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go there because I had to go to a bank that was next to it. And so I was like, <laughs> we'll stop at the bank. We'll go to the video games. And first thing out of his mouth, can we go to Madison's? I was like, can we go to Madison's? I'm like, she's not home yet. I'm going to go to Madison's. I'm like, well, I got to go to the bank. There's a bank right here. He was actually right that it was the bank I needed to go to right next to his school. <laughs> so we stopped at the bank, called Madison. She answers and she thinks it's me. Yeah. Hey, Madison, it's Bo. Can we come over? She's like, I'm not home. Well, dad has a key. Can we just go over there? It's like, sure. So we, Bo and I went to Madison's. We walked in the house. No one was there. Yeah. Madison ended up coming over later. We had dinner with all of the kids. Bo mm-hmm. played with the girls. Then uh, I took them, we went and did video games for a little bit and then went to my place. Um, But, you know, the point being that like, um, he asked for it, you know, I didn't put it on him. Yeah. If I pick up Max and said, you know, what do you want to do? 
She probably wouldn't say, let's go to Madison's. Mm -hmm. Maybe, depending on what's over there or if there's something going on. But I think it's important that both of us, as they get older, we just Mm -hmm. listen to the kids and talk to the kids and um, make sure that they all get some alone time Mm -hmm. and don't feel like they're being left out. And at the same time, asking them, you know, what they want to do, what they don't want to do. What was interesting on this Sunday, I had both my kids and um, Madison did not have her girls until that evening. And I was at a hair appointment all day. But we, my daughter wanted to go to this jumping place, Sky Zone, so we went. And then Bo said he wanted to go to Madison's. So I said to Max and Bo, we're, we're going to go to Madison's house after this. And then we have a Christmas party to go to. And we got to Madison's house and Madison wasn't there. but And the girls weren't there. So then my kids were like, well... Where's Riley and Kinsey? And they're like, they're not here today. Like, well, why are we here? I'm like, well, we can be here without them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. So we were just in Madison's house with me and the kids. No Madison, <laughs> no Riley Kinsey, uh, hanging out. And then we went to the park. Yeah. Came back. Madison still never came home. Well, Bo kept getting mad. Oh, he got so mad. He called me, I think, twice and was like, Madison, you're taking five million hours just to get home. When are you getting home? Yeah. So <laughs> and I, was, I was stuck in a hair appointment. Um, yeah. But I think it's important, too, so just as the kids get more comfortable. Yeah. And they, they feel like, okay. And then we went to this Christmas party that I got invited to and Madison came and it was just Madison and I and the two kids. Mm-hmm. So that's another experience where, you know, Madison gets to be with my kids in a different setting without her kids. She got to spend a lot of time with Bo and Max. They yeah. get to spend a lot of time with her, which they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they can see that I'm happy. Yeah, they can. It's and important. I think it's just going to be really important with us, you know, as the years go on, we just make it very very we're very communicated with each all all four kids that they are all equal there's no one above anyone else you all are on the same platform together and we make time for each we find a child we find each of each thing for each child and we have our one-on-one time and then we just let them we just reassure them that you know you are just as important like to max and Bo, like um, with Max and Bo, as you tell them, you are just as important to me as Riley and Kinsley are to me and vice versa. Like you guys are all equal. And I think that's just something that we're going to have to always reassure them of over the years. So before we end this, mm-hmm. if you were talking to best friends, family, someone that was about to you know, start dating mm-hmm. and thinking about blending families, mm-hmm. what are like one or two main things you would say to them? Like, what advice would you give them? I would say take it slow. Meet at a public place, not on someone else's turf. Like, meet on a public place, like a mutual playing ground. And just go off the kids' cues. Just go off the kids' cues. Don't come in. Like, if I'm talking to another mom that's going to be meeting someone else's kids, don't come in that you're going to be replacing mom. Go just... You know, literally just play with them. Be like a friend. Like if you were a teacher watch or a babysitter watching someone else's kids, just be exactly like that. Um, that would be my best advice. And just know that, you know, not every time is going to be perfect and that there are going to be hiccups down the road. And you just have to work with your partner on how to best tackle them together. And just know that you guys are on the same page. Also like a parenting 
I think you also like that's another thing is like with your partner that if you're planning families with, you have to make sure that you guys have similar parenting styles. You know, there's different parenting styles out there. There's permissive, which is where people just don't have any rules, no guidelines, no nothing. Just let them go crazy. That's permissive parenting. Um, make sure that you, like I'm very authoritative where it's like you. I set rules and boundaries, but I kind of guide the kids through. And so that's what I want from a partner too, that they are able to set the boundaries as well and also kind of let the kids make their own decisions. And if like, you know, you're there to guide them. So it just make sure you guys are on the same, you have the same parenting style. And like on the same page of discipline and everything as well. So I think that would be my best advice. And honestly, you guys, we're still in this right now. I need advice too. Like if you are a mom or a dad of four or three like kids, like multiple kids, even if you're not divorced and blending families, like I need advice, like just even just, you know, handling each child and like giving each, like what you guys do to help give each one their time. And then also if you did blend families, like if you guys have any advice for us too, I would greatly appreciate it because we are just learning this. I mean, I'm going, I'm just, we're just taking it day by day, tackling each new thing as best we can. And um, I know nothing's going to be perfect, but yeah, if you guys have any advice on like even just, or like experience or like stories that you could tell us of like how things went with you, I would love to hear. I would love to hear from you. What about you, babe? What advice can you give to people for blending families? My advice, besides taking it slow, which is what we did and what I thought worked pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you can go too slow. It's just no. like, take it slow. I, but the two things I would say is the communication with you. Mm -hmm. So the communication with your, your, your new boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, really talk a lot about it. Be open about it. Understand each kid individually. Um, I think Madison had a lot of judgment on me as a parent and on my kids. Mm -hmm. um, before she really knew me and the kids. And then as she's gotten to know me and know the kids, a lot of that judgment's kind of gone away. She's mm -hmm. started to understand kind of why things are, or why things have happened, because your kids are gonna be different than the other person's kids. Yeah. And your parenting is gonna be different than the other person's parenting. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's really important to communicate that and you know, the discipline, the communication, how the kids, what do you, you know, how the kids behave, what do you do when the kids do this, what do you do when the kids do that. Um, and look, like Madison's brought some like really good parenting ideas to me. I've brought some really good parenting ideas to her. That's the point of it. I know and you then, guys, you got Riley to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Like and my whole family's like gasping right now that you got her to eat turkey and she's requesting turkey in her lunchbox. Um, I told her, here's my trick. I told her it would help her grow and that I told her that she would be able to go on a ride at Disney because she can't go on Indiana Jones on right now. Because it's 46 inches. She's not tall enough. I said, if you want to go on that ride, you got to grow. And if you want to grow and get tall, you got to have some turkey. <laughs> and she's like, I'll take, I said, just try it. Just take a little, little bit. You'll see it's not that bad. She took a little bit. I'm like, see, it's not that bad. Now, when you sleep tonight, if you eat a little bit more, you're going to grow. <laughs> He's out, you guys. He's so good with kids. Um, so good. So, and then, yeah. so communication with mm -hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, a lot. And understand that you guys have differences and that they don't know your kids just meeting them one time or two mm -hmm. times or three times. It's just take time. 
for them to meet your kids. So if you meet someone else's kids, just mm-hmm. give them time, like, and and ask questions, and don't try to not to be judgmental on how they behave or what they do, and understand. You know, for my kids, it's a completely different situation. Her kids are too young. Mm-hmm. My kids, this divorce has been really, really hard on them, like really hard, and and they're communicating it, but and they're getting better. And I feel like each month things get better and they get happier, but it's still really, really hard for them, yeah. and so. I think um, you know that's important. Yeah. And then the second part is communicating with the kids. I mean, everyone's kids are a different age, um, but I would just you know be more open, be more honest. Um, don't try to kind of play games or kind of tell half truths. Like I've just been like, she's my girlfriend. These are her kids. These are the nights I stay with her. Um, she's coming on this trip. I'm going here with her. This is what I do with her kids. I just leaving nothing in doubt, yeah. letting them know they can ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they were a little, at first, they made comments about, well, they didn't know I stayed at Madison's when I don't have them. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, your apartment. I'm like, well, I haven't been here in a few days. I'm like, why? You live here. Mm-hmm. Just little things. Like, no, when I'm not with you, I stay at Madison's because I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And so I go to her house. And just being really, you know, and then I think, over time, like what are the rules at Madison's house and what are the rules with the playing with the kids and how to treat the kids and just everything has been very just, you know, communicative. I agree. And I mean, this is like an extra question that I have for you. I mean, like this is what you were kind of like one thing that's also really important about blending families is thinking about the person that you are blending families with and like the traits that you're looking for. And I think we talked about this in a past episode of certain traits. You're looking for a really good mom someone that who could advocate for kids and stuff. So what other traits were you looking for to be, to have as a partner with your kids and blending families? Well, again, I, I think when she told me she was a teacher, I was like, great. It's like, she's good with kids and she likes to be around kids. That was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it was just seeing kind of how organized you are the routines that the girls in, um, you know, how they eat at the same time, go to bed at the same time, they have their bath time, they, you know, just everything's really consistent. Yeah. Um, and then also it's fun. You know, there's a lot of fun in the house. We laugh a lot. We play a lot. Dance we dance parties. a lot. We sing a lot. <laughs> just like that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, I mean, those are just the things that you look for. And I think, again, I, I think a healthy relationship is, I'm bringing some stuff and making you a better parent. You're bringing stuff to me and making me a better parent. And ultimately our kids are better off that they have both of us in their lives. I think that's like just what I'm trying to reiterate is that it's really important to look at the partner that you are bringing into because they're a role model for your kids as well. So there's certain traits and certain things that, you know, that you should kind of be aware of what you're looking for in them. And I know for me, as I wanted a really good dad, I wanted someone who is very natural he's like it's very authentic when he's with the kids and this is one thing that my brother has said to me multiple times when he's seen ross with the girls or even just with his own kids he's like he goes it's so authentic like you can genuinely see that he's amazing with kids and that's what i really fell in love with ross was when i first saw him with the girls and just how natural he was with them how good he was getting riley to eat all of her fruits like that it was those traits that really like 
reassured me that he is going to be a really good partner for me and he is someone that I'm really looking for to be a good father to my kids when we ha- you know when we're all together and that's I think it's so important those are the things that you want to look is like the traits that you bring in and you're really good at communicating with the kids you're really good at dealing with tantrums he you guys he's got his patience is never ending like you could have like Riley could be throwing a tantrum and he's just like Okay. And like nothing gets him, nothing gets him worked up, nothing. It's, it's amazing. Um, and those are the things that I just love and just like how you handle the tantrums, how you redirect the kids. Like if you could, if you're noticing like Riley's trying to push buttons and you redirect her and then boom, it stops her out of it. Like, so it's those, those things that just really reassured me, okay, he's an amazing person to have around my girls and someone that I could trust to have around my girls. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Uh, I love you. <laughs> all right. So yes. again, we we got a lot of questions about blending families mm-hmm. and what we were doing with our kids. We thought it would be good to do an episode where we talk about what we've done so far. Obviously, we'll continue to have this conversation. You know, I think the next big milestone for us, I maybe mean, we have a bunch, but one would be moving in together yeah. and how that's all going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll keep updating you guys of kind of what we've done, what we've learned, but most importantly, we want this to be a community. Yes. So we want all of you guys to share your stories, what you've done, what you've learned, what's worked, what hasn't worked, mm-hmm. so we can all learn from each other. Madison and I are very open and honest that we have a ton to learn, and yes. uh, we just hope this was you know, something enjoyable for all of you guys to listen to, and hopefully it's helpful. Yeah. And really just hoping that, you know, like I said, in six months or six years, that this episode and all of your comments um, help people. Yeah, definitely. So please share your experiences, share your ad- pieces of advice down below. We are so open to it and we and I'm sure so many others are open to it as well. So we love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much for the support, yes. all the love in the Facebook group, all the love on social media. If you haven't sent love to anybody yet, please do so when the episode's over. Um, and, and we'll see you guys for episode eight next week. Next week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Peace.